welcome to the hot box and you've got to episode 26 believe it or not and uh, i'm not quite sure how this happened but uh, this this episode is going to be all about one member of the saxophone family and a relatively rare one at that not not a super rare one it's the baritone sax uh, relatively rare indeed because uh, most saxophone players that you see in jazz and indeed in any form of music tend to be around the alto or the tenor uh, or the soprano even perhaps more uh, common than the baritone but the baritone has formed a fundamental part of jazz since the middle of the last century when it became the anchoring instrument in the big bands. And more recently, of course, it has become a solo instrument in its own right. And uh, who better to illustrate that than the great Jerry Mulligan? Thank you. 
first great Jerry Mulligan quartet with Chet Baker on the trumpet, a perfect foil there for the sound of Mulligan's horn. It has to be said that um, Mulligan's sound is very, very unique, really, uh, and is regarded, I've almost heard it um, dissed a little bit by some baritone players who, who regarded his sound as very light. It has to be said, on the, on the other hand, that it was also very popular. Let's contrast that sound, that very mellow sound, with perhaps the most famous of pieces that featured the instrument with its, uh, what some people would consider its more regular voice. <laughs> Thank you. 
simply fabulous sound of the Charles Mingus band there back from 1960. And the saxophone player that we were listening to specifically was the great Pepper Adams on the baritone. You also heard Jackie McLean and John Handy on altos. And you heard Booker Irvin on the tenor. And Jimmy Nepper and uh, Willie Dennis were on trombone. So it was a biggish band. Horace Parlin um, was the pianist. And Danny Richmond on the drums. Now... What we'll do for the next hour or so is is listen to the baritone saxophone and wallow in the sounds of that instrument. I'm conscious of the fact, however, and baritone players, please close your ears right now, the unadulterated sound of that instrument can be quite wearing. So I hope I've uh, tried to set it in context as much as possible, as illustrated indeed by the previous piece. That being said, here's the three baritone band. <laughs> Thank you. 
they describe uh, that on the liner notes of the record as a robust sound. Three baritone saxophones. Ronnie Cuba uh, was the leader and the uh, first soloist there. Nick Brignola was the second one and then Gary Smullyan. We'll come back to Gary Smullyan in a minute. Um, all very accomplished players and they were put together originally for a, an Italian jazz festival who had the, had the idea of uh, a tribute to Jerry Mulligan. That was Five Brothers, incidentally, uh, written by Mulligan. The saxophone players uh, all have great heritage and, as I said, many of them sort of started life uh, as the anchorman in uh, big bands. Um, Brignola and Smullyan, um, they toured and recorded with the bands of Woody Herman, Charles Mingus we've already heard from, and Phil Wood's band and numerous others. And um, Smullyan's probably best known at that stage in his career for having been in Woody Herman's Thundering Herd and then in the Mel Lewis Jazz Orchestra. And he is now, I would guess, uh, the premier baritone player in the world. He uh, continues to release um, records at a great rate, actually. And he now has got very much his own sound and is quite identifiable. So here is a bit of Gary Smullyan. ¶¶ 
What a great sound there from that little band. Gary Smullyan was the baritone player, but you also heard Joe Mangarelli on the trumpet. Scott Robinson, I think I heard him on a bass clarinet in there, but he doubles on several instruments. John Fedjock, uh, now a well-known big band leader on the trombone. John Clark was the uh, French horn player. Dick Oates on alto saxophone. Pete Malinverney was the piano player and uh, Andy McKee and Steve Johns bass and drums respectively. The album, uh, a strange album really, The Jazz Soul of Frankie Lane. If you're familiar with pop music of the latter part of the 20th century, you will remember Frankie Lane was a kind of belter uh, of pop music, had several top 20 hits. But he obviously had a jazz soul, according to these guys. Frankie Lane wrote that, and it was called It Only Happens Once. Well, since Mulligan's name is going to keep on cropping up in this episode of Hotbox devoted to the baritone saxophone, we'd better deal with his roots. Irish, of course, of which he was extremely proud. Maybe not so well known is that he based himself in Dublin one summer, an entire summer in the late 1960s, while he was booked for several European festivals, so he used this as his base. And as a result of his stay here, many people got to hear him in tiny, intimate venues, late-night gigs, which was a real treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
another of the great Jerry Mulligan quartets there with uh, Art Farmer on the trumpet, Bill Crow on the bass and Dave Bailey on the drums. The tune was News from Blueport and it was Newport Jazz Festival which expanded uh, Jerry Mulligan's audience base because the movie uh, of that festival uh, called Jazz on a Summer's Day uh, went went worldwide and brought him to an audience that perhaps might not otherwise have found him. Now, when Mulligan was based in Ireland, as I said, uh, the word used to get about that uh, he just might be appearing such and such a night at such and such a gig. And therefore, uh, the cognoscenti, those who were on the wave band, uh, used to turn up at these gigs. Slatteries of Capel Street in Dublin was a well-known jazz gig a venue at the time and one evening a hot summer's evening I recall because I do recall that the windows were open uh, wide open and the room was packed and uh, when I arrived the, the the band was playing but there was no sign of Mulligan but somewhere into the gig uh, a crouching figure could be seen creeping up the side of the room with a very large saxophone case and uh, he unplugged the case uh, plugged in his mouthpiece and got up on stage and I have to say when he started playing I think I wasn't the only one who burst into tears fantastic stuff well perhaps that's enough unreliable memory for now um, we'll go on to Pepper Adams we heard from him earlier in the context of Charles Mingus he subsequently made a, an album a tribute to Charles Mingus which featured some of his friends Thad Jones and Zoot Sims and Hank Jones and Paul Chambers pretty good stuff and so this uh, unsurprisingly is uh, from the album Pepper Adams Plays Charles Mingus.
Pepper Adams Octet there, which featured Thad Jones on the trumpet, Benny Powell on trombone, Charles McPherson was the alto player, Zoot Sims on tenor, Pepper Adams on the baritone, of course, Hank Jones, Bob Cranshaw, Danny Richmond in the rhythm section. Great album. And that, of course, was another piece of Mingus Better Get In Your Soul was the title of it. Well, John Sermon is uh, one of the great contemporary baritone players. He, he doubles as many baritone players do on the soprano and this is him with John Abercrombie and Drew Grass and Jack DeJohnette.
Brewster's Rooster was the title of that one from John Sermon with uh, John Abercrombie, as I said. Star group on the ECM label, of course. Well, the other bit of Irish uh, interest in baritone saxophones, apart from our own domestic players, uh, who are rare enough, is Claire Daly. Claire Daly uh, is very Irish. Uh, she looks incredibly Irish. She's red-haired and uh, very Irish in features altogether. And uh, She's based in New York. She's a teacher, uh, and she also plays a wonderful baritone saxophone. I had the pleasure of interviewing her some years ago. Here she is with Eli Yemen on the piano, Dave Hofstra on the bass and Peter Grant on the drums. Thank you. 
Lovely Claire Daly. Well, recently departed uh, from this world is the anchorman from the Jazz at Lincoln Centre Orchestra, a very famous baritone saxophone player. I'm not least famous because he hailed from Scotland, but his main career was in the United States. He was almost 30 years in the Jazz at Lincoln Centre Orchestra, indeed, almost since it was founded. Uh, the Scotsman Joe Tempoli, an illustrious career indeed, and included a spell with Duke Ellington. I'm going to play a bit of a tribute album that he made to the Duke. It's called Double Duke. On many of the tracks, he's accompanied by some of his colleagues from the Jazz at Lincoln Centre Orchestra, but on this one, very minimal accompaniment, and you just hear his ravishing sound. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sure, it gets better than that, does it? Joe Tempoli on the baritone saxophone with Eric Reed on the piano, Rodney Whittaker as the bass player, and Herlin Riley on the drums. That's uh, Joe Tempoli's album, Double Duke, which is on the Naxos label, in fact. Well, now, bang up to date. Paul Brusker is a bass player. Uh, we're over to a new album, and it features our old friend Gary Smullyan. The album's leader, uh, Paul Brusker, I had not previously come across, but I have come across Mike LaDon on the piano and, of course, Lewis Hayes on the drums. And they make this sort of sound. Thank you. 
Gary Smullyan there playing on Paul Brusker's album, uh, Paul Brusker being the bass player and indeed the composer of Andrea's Delight, which is the track we just heard. Mike Ladon on the piano, Lewis Hayes on the drums. I said it was a new album. It's kind of new. Uh, it's just around, but it actually was released back in 2013. It's on the Steeplechase label. And if you like that sort of sound, it's a good one. Well, by way of contrast, and also I think as a fitting conclusion to this episode of Hot Boxery devoted to the baritone saxophone, this is an encounter with the grandfather of all baritone players in jazz, Duke Ellington's long-serving friend, organiser, sometime driver and the bottom-end anchor of that great orchestra, Harry Carney. Uh, here they are playing together with just Aaron Bell on the bass, and they're mourning the death of their friend and colleague sometime previously, Billy Strayhorn. Uh, this was part of an album called And His Mother Called Him Bill. And believe it or not, this particular track or the, this particular version of this tune was not included in the first release of the album, but it certainly is now. It shows you how the piano and the baritone together can take you to an amazingly special place emotionally.
Billy Strayhorn's Lotus Blossom there, played by Harry Carney, Duke Ellington and Aaron Bell, and there's nothing really needed to add to that, is there? You'll find another hot box along in a couple of weeks' time, and be sure to join me. If you have been, thanks for listening.